0: Welcome to Smith Weekly Discussions, an occasional program for our readers and listeners of Smith Weekly Research. Please note this program is a private discussion and everything contained herein is for entertainment and educational purposes only. With that, we hope you're in a comfortable position, along with your favorite beverage, to enjoy the discussion. We remind our audience to examine the show notes attached to each of our shows to better understand how our program functions. Before we get into our discussion, we want to say thanks for questions coming from our audience of Smith Weekly, including Jared W., Dave V., Paul M., and Jack T. Returning to Smith Weekly discussions is Christian Malau, CEO and director of Equinox Gold Corp., a gold-focused producer and developer that has multiple mines and development projects spanning California, U.S., and Brazil. Equinox is in process of merging with legal mining. When the merger is complete, Equinox's gold asset base will increase to six producing mines and four growth projects all in the Americas, with the company's asset value spread almost equally between California, Mexico, and Brazil. The company is listed on the New York Stock Exchange under the symbol EQX, and also on the Toronto Stock Exchange under the symbol EQX. The company also has listed warrants on the Toronto Stock Exchange under the symbol EQX.WT and also on the US OTC markets under the symbol EQXWF. Christian, welcome back to the show.
1: Thanks for having me back, Andrew. Great to be here.
0: Well, how are things looking in the market for gold, Christian? Thoughts on price, and do you see that there is now a sustained sentiment improvement for this market going forward?
1: Yeah, I mean, gold seems to be hanging in there, well above 1,500, which is nice to see. You know, I think that'll start translating through to, to the producers, generating some nice cash flows here. Um, it, it doesn't really feel like it in the markets that it, gold is that that strong at the moment, and it seems to be flirting with 1,600 the last few weeks here. Um, you know, we certainly believe in the, the mid to longer term here; it will certainly continue a bit higher and part of our thesis of putting this together is getting as much leverage to gold as possible by combining assets and and having a large reserve
0: resource base most of our audience is probably aware that equinox is merging with one of our favorite producers Lee Gold mining uh, a long time recommendation over here at smith weekly research as well as equinox has been now that you just had the shareholder meetings can you give us an update on this transaction and the expected closure date
1: the shareholder votes went exceptionally well from both sides, um, you know, getting very close to 100%, I think 99 point, whatever it was. And uh, that was on the 28th here, just a few days ago. And the expectation is we'll get the antitrust approval from Mexico in the next few weeks and close our debt facility, our combined debt facility, in the same sort of period of time. So
0: I don't have an exact date for you here, but I would say the second half of February is what we're aiming for. Excellent. And Can you speak to the balance sheet, Christian, the income statement and the capital structure post this transaction?
1: Yeah, I think certainly in terms of the balance sheet, we have a much stronger position. Both companies come out of this much stronger. Um, Both of us had our separate financings through a debt structure and um, obviously our our equity capital, but um, both were funded to develop and do what they needed to do in terms of growth plans. But I still think with this combination, you end up have more flexibility by creating sort of a $500 million revolving credit facility with four to six global banks, and on top of that, Ross Beatty's putting another $40 million of equity in at market at the time of announcement, and Mubadala is putting another convertible instrument, in, so they're putting in between the two of them $170 million of extra funding. So what it does is it, you come out of this transaction with a low net debt to EBITDA ratio and a bunch of cash, obviously in the in the bank. And an ability to fund our growth platform, because we have six producing mines, and the goal is to be able to fund the four growth projects through our balance sheet. And that's the position we'll be in, and obviously producing quite a bit of cash flow with close to 700,000 ounces of gold produced.
0: Can you speak to the capital structure where this will be as far as shares outstanding and and your guys' estimated cash and and, uh, debt at that point?
1: Yeah, on a pro forma basis, obviously a share-for-share transaction, um, we'll have about 215 million shares outstanding. With our cash that'll come in through this, we'll probably have just under 300 million in cash. And on the net debt basis, we'll have just under 300 million as well. So coming out of it in a fairly strong position.
0: Excellent. And what about the listed warrants? Um, I want to talk about this for just a sec. Now, we understand it takes five warrants for each whole share of Equinox uh, each warrant is exercisable at three Canadian. If you were to exercise five warrants, 15 Canadian for each whole share. Now, we also understand that each whole share of Equinox comes out with half a share of Solaris resources, and that warrant expiration is 6 October 2021. Is all of that correct?
1: Yeah, basically, uh, you're, you're correct here. So we're we're now just below $11 a share, and to, to exercise those warrants by the end of 2021, you will need to be... You know, we want to be $15 or above. So um, that is correct. And they continue to be listed under the same symbol and that. Um, so, sort of business as usual with the warrants, except for the five for one rollback, which we did to list on the New York Stock Exchange. So, you do need five uh, to get one share.
0: Okay. And the production guidance for 2020, Christian, what's that number going to be? And also, where do you see the total cost per ounce coming in?
1: We haven't provided guidance yet. Um, the goal was really to get our. Deal close before we provide any combined guidance would be a little premature to do that. So um, we expect closing in the second half of February. Uh, financial results for Equinox come out around the end of the month in February, and so sort of on the back of that, we'll be able to provide guidance. Um, as you've seen from the public documents we've put out, though, um, analysts are estimating you know up to about 700,000 ounces of annual production uh, for the coming year. So, that's probably the best um, estimate for now, but we'll put together our guidance and combine our
0: budgets to be able to provide more
1: more detail to the market.
0: Can they expect that uh, 2019 individual company guidance uh, is going to be relatively similar for 2020? I mean, it's not a bad estimate. Um, obviously, Arizona will have a full year of production. That's probably the main difference. Okay. And can you speak to the, uh, the combined market cap, Christian, coming out of this deal? Um, and where do you see it? goes from here to get comparable to peer companies
1: yeah i mean that's one of the exciting things for me i mean i'm a, i'm a shareholder here
0: i put in a couple of million dollars myself early days over
1: over numbers numerous transactions and financings and when you put the two pro forma companies together you end up with you know give or take 1.5 1.6 billion dollar market cap canadian and since the announcement we've had a, a bit of a re-rating i guess maybe 20 30 up from there so getting closer to that just over two billion dollar mark and for us, when you look at our goal, it's to be a roughly a million ounce producer in the next couple of years here. And most of our peers that are in that sort of range tend to trade in that two and a half to three to five billion dollar market cap range. Um, so we kind of look at that as, as kind of our targets and our, our new peer set in some of our public documentations is much more of those, you know, 600,000 to one, one point two, three million ounce producers. And a lot of them are in that getting close to three billion to five billion dollars.
0: And so this deal, as you mentioned there, will certainly put Equinox uh, among the top mid-tier producers competing really potentially for that top spot over the next two to three years or so. What will be the primary focus, Christian, once things are settled down administratively here? Is it the Los Felos expansion, uh, the Castle Mountain build-out, or maybe the Arizona expansion? What what do you guys see uh, really as the focus coming out of this?
1: Yeah, in terms of uh, fitting together our growth projects, actually it fits really nicely. Castle Mountain Phase One is almost done. I mean, the next few months here will be done, so that should be pouring gold just after mid-year. Um, so that's well underway. It's a smallish project. Uh, Los Filos expansion falls in really nicely after that, in sort of Q3, Q4 this year, and pretty much is done by the end of next year. So that slots in well and is funded. And then after that, you've got the Santa Luz project, the Brazilian uh, rebuild, effectively of an older mine. It was uh, on care and maintenance that Leagold had. So that'll fall in right after that or even overlap a bit if we can get it going quickly enough. And the Castle Mountain phase two, naturally, because of the amendment to the permitting that was required, will will fall in after Santa Luz, you know, give or take a year after Santa Luz. So in a way, you've got a nice sequence of almost four growth projects in the pipeline that are
0: funded. Back at Arizona, is there any any near-term plans there, or are we just going to go ahead and work out the final kinks with production and, and wait till these other items are finished before doing anything further?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's actually a good point. Um, we will continue to advance the underground study work and do some drilling so that we can look at bringing in an underground at some point here in the next number of years. Um, obviously, we'll continue drilling at Tata Juba, which is to the west of our current pit, to bring that in. So, in a sense, it's more of an incremental uh build in rather than a a large capital expansion type project at this stage, I think more of incremental steps to get there.
0: So, we know management is focused on the Americas, meaning South, North, and Central America. Given we are still in the early stage, lower left uh, for this cycle and prices are still attractive, besides existing operating jurisdictions, what specific jurisdictions align well with management going forward in the event that management seeks further acquisitions? Can you speak to some of the specific jurisdictions in the Americas?
1: I I think the way we look at it, we're a little bit agnostic in a sense that diversity adds some value and obviously we're comfortable with the jurisdictions we're in. So we'll look across all the Americas. I wouldn't say we'd never go outside of the Americas, but certainly the focus will be the Americas and Uh, We're happy obviously with Canada, the Western US, um, you know, certainly Mexico and certain other jurisdictions in South America, Peru, Chile, et cetera. Um, So we'll continue to look in those kind of areas um, and we'll continue to evolve the portfolio, you know, maybe one or two smaller assets along the way that aren't part of the portfolio long term. And we focus on adding an asset or two in the next number of years here that continue to sort of lengthen the mine lives, lower costs, higher quality assets.
0: Do you guys like a place like Nicaragua at this point or maybe in Ecuador or potentially a, a Colombia or Peru?
1: Probably fine with all those and almost uh, that you mentioned there in a sense that we've got some exposure to a few of them already um, either through direct investment or some of our subsidiaries like Solaris have assets in Ecuador, uh, Chile and Peru so um, generally we'd be okay with all those jurisdictions and again Part of the factor here, looking at different jurisdictions, is that we've got three already core jurisdictions, and to add one or two more actually just adds to the diversity.
0: Right. And can you speak to – I know you guys are in the U.S., of course, in um, California. Can you speak to any interest at this point in a place like Canada or Australia?
1: Um, you know, Canada is right in our back door here. We're based in Vancouver uh, corporately and, and certainly happy to do things in Canada. But, I mean, the price has to be right, I guess, and, and – there has been a bit of a premium and an interest in Canadian assets, so it's maybe not been as easy. Um, maybe as we get a re rate here over the next year or so, it might give us a better opportunity to look at Canadian assets. Um, so definitely would be on the radar. Um, Australia is a bit of a push. Um, there's a lot of good Australian operators out, out there right now with good multiples that have been obviously hoovering up all the assets available there. And um, I wouldn't say never, but uh, again, management time and travel, it's, it's a little harder to manage, so it wouldn't be probably top of the list.
0: And can you speak to the project size, Christian, for a moment? Um, I know you mentioned maybe potentially some smaller assets may fit. Um, Are you guys also looking at larger projects that are somewhere in the neighborhood of maybe 150,000 plus annual ounces rather than smaller projects at this point? Or is it really project by project basis?
1: Um, It's more project by project, but um, certainly 100,000 ounces
0: and above would be our desired size of annual
1: production. Um, much less than that, and you're still spending a similar amount of management time and, and work on an asset for less return. So, hundred, hundred and fifty thousand would be a nice size, or, or certainly two hundred to three hundred would be we'd be happy with as we continue to improve the asset quality as we move forward here.
0: Now we understand Neil Woodyer will be taking over as CEO, and we expect at some point, hopefully he'll be coming on the show in the near future. But what does Neil bring to the table, Christian? Uh, why is he key, and is he a better CEO than you?
1: Oh boy, that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, <laughs> interestingly, uh, for those who don't know, Neil and I did work together for four and a half, five years to help build Endeavour Mining. Neil was CEO, I was CFO at the time and a and bunch of his current management team I worked with as well. So, um, got a history of working together and I, I agreed and said that you know I'd be happy to support here. I'm in a long-term investor and supporter of this business and hope to be around for years. So. Um, I'm happy to support and, and Neil's run a, a good disciplined business over the years at both Endeavour Mining and Via Gold and uh, done a good job of creating an asset portfolio, financing it and um, you know, building some growth platforms in the, the difficult part of the sector when really the access to capital has been tough. So give him credit and kudos for that and he runs a good business and puts a good team around him. So um, I'll plan to be part of that and certainly I'd love to run this again one day and uh, I'm around. so. I'll be available.
0: Excellent. No, he certainly is a great operator and uh, has a nice uh, track record, and and you guys do go back into places like Africa and uh, a lot of expertise on that front. Now I suspect you'll have more spare time not being CEO at Equinox, and I know you've got some other directorships elsewhere. What will you be doing? What will you be looking for? Uh, Will you be looking at another leadership role, Christian, with another management team? In other words, uh, should the audience be tracking where Christian Malau is? I don't really
1: think so. I mean, I'm sort of committed to this company. Um, you know, again, I put a lot of my personal net worth into it and have a lot of incentive to see this as real success. And I've really enjoyed working with Ross Beattie and the core shareholder base that follows certainly Equinox along. And a lot of that is overlaps a bit with what Gold's done. So. I see myself as supporting here. There's lots on the go and I'll have responsibility for pretty much most of the non-operational areas such as finance, legal, investor relations, sustainability, government relations that are kind of areas. So it'll be pretty busy considering the the doubling of the size of the company and our, our ambitions here to grow, continue to grow.
0: Now, we suspect at some point Equinox will start a quarterly dividend. Um, and I think at one point, and I might be mistaken, but I believe Ross has had mentioned this uh, along the way at some point. At what conditions will management be comfortable with that? And how will that be figured in against using excess capital for acquisitions and or for share buyback? If the shares are abundantly cheap, of course, how will management approach this? And are you of the opinion that excess capital should be used for growth purposes while we are still at these low-level stages of the market?
1: Yeah, I think we're certainly still in that that of that view. Uh, we're still at a stage in the market, and a stage of the company's development and growth that you know our capital is better spent on that growth phase. And I think in a few years' time here, as you get to more steady state, you know, you look at what um, Ross did with Pen American Silver. Once it got to a steady state, it started paying a dividend. And, you know, I could certainly see it being a few years out here, but sort of two, three, four years out. And, you know, hopefully we'll be running at a more steady state once we've got these development and growth projects built out. And as well, maybe we've looked at adding another asset or two along the way.
0: And later in this cycle, Christian, will management be open to buyouts of this company or do you think Ross wants to follow the Pan-American model at this point?
1: Yeah, I think it's much more in that vein um, of more of the Pan-American model. Um, certainly I know I've heard Ross say in the past that focuses on building a core business in silver, or gold, and he's got a clean energy business as well, Interjects, and those are long-term holds and long-term vehicles that we'll see through multiple cycles. Um, you know, everyone's commercial at the end of the day, but the plan isn't to build this to, to be sold Uh, The plan is to build this to be a long-term investable vehicle with a real sort of owner-manager type culture. And that's one of, I think, the differentiators for us is um, we were looking recently. I think most of the 500,000 to 2 million ounce producers have at most about 1.7% of insider ownership. We have over 11% of insider ownership. So we really take an interest in the success and future of this company. And Ross obviously owns the largest proportion of that.
0: Certainly, you know, and it's well set up and you guys have set up the team to to be an operating company going forward. And and I, I don't suspect that the buyouts would be uh, entertained unless it was just absolutely uh, ridiculous uh, pricing. So why should investors, potential investors as well, who are listening, consider Equinox today for a new position or even add to existing position? What would you say to them?
1: I mean, I think the company now is in an extremely strong financial position, and it's got a really nice growth profile. When you look at our peer set, we're probably at the top end of that with sort of 25% growth over the next few years here, getting towards that million ounces of annual production. And then you step back and you look at the valuation of those types of companies, Um, we're still much below them in terms of price and value multiples, um, total market cap and scale. And so we're really excited here if we can continue to execute with this fully funded platform. And with the really significant long-term backers that we have is that we'll continue that re-rate process over the next few years here and be trading at hopefully a premium rather than a discount to sort of the median type multiples.
0: And we certainly agree over here. We see uh, things moving much higher as we uh, progress in this market. How can folks reach out to the company for more information?
1: You know, certainly um, equinoxgold.com, you know, our website, reach out to Investor Relations here as well. Uh, we're very accessible, you know, myself as well, I'll be very accessible. So, uh, you know, please feel free to.
0: Well, Christian, it's been a pleasure. Uh, Thanks for coming back on and good luck to you.
1: Great. Thank you, Andrew.